every freaking second of the day, I'm going to do it. Everybody wants to be mother freaking wealthy. Are you willing to adapt? Are you willing to change? How uncomfortable are you willing to get? How willing are you going to be to allow me to help you? This is a marathon, not a sprint. You give up your right to be average and ordinary. You gotta show up earlier, you gotta be here later, you gotta hit harder, be more productive, be more focused. If you don't see it that way, you will fail at it. You guys have been the pillar and the backbone of Planet First Life now for quite some time. Keep growing. Hello, everyone. Andrew Taylor here. We have Sean Mike with us today. It's time. Yeah. All right. So in the past, you've referenced living your life like the last rap battle in the movie Eight Mile. One of the best movies of all time. Which all I always, time. I've thought back a lot when I cared about what people would think about something. <sighs> Um, oh, you think a lot about what people think about things. I can play that. You can play it? Yeah. yeah Is Andrew worried about the cuss words? Or did you find like an edited version? Oh, I can play it. Let it rip, yeah. bro. Uh, Let it rip. Edit it, but, all right. Let it rip. Uh, if there's a bad word on there, it's Andrew's fault. This works. I know everything he's got to say against me. I am white. I am a bum. I do live in a trailer with my mom. But my boy feature is a little song. I do have a dumb friend named Cheddar Bob who shoots himself in his leg with his own gun. I did get jumped by all six of you chumps and winked at my girl. I'm still standing here screaming, real world. Don't ever try to judge me, dude. You don't know what I've been through. But I know something about you. You went to Cranbrook. That's a private school. What's the matter, dog? You embarrassed? This guy's a gangster. His real name's Clarence. And Clarence lives at home with both parents. And Clarence's parents have a real good marriage. This guy don't want to battle. He's shook. And there ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. All right, that's good. I could do that all, all day right, long. So that's I, my favorite, by I, the way. I actually, Thank you, Factory Fresh. Yeah. I remember you went to Eminem's trailer. Yeah, that we did do that. What was that like? So we, me and me and Dominique and somebody else, we were in Detroit, the pawn shop, and I was like, "Do we gotta go to Eight Mile?" Now, I don't even know. We went down, and then some guy at the pawn shop was telling us that they, you know, where where he lived or whatever. I mean, obviously, you don't live there anymore. And so we went down there, and we got out of the car, and we were and we took pictures in front of the trailer. We, I don't. I think we just decided that was the trailer he lived there. I don't think we even knew. What was the area like, though? It was like, you know, the area like when I was when I was a little kid, we grew up. Like, what a great area. And, um, you know, and, uh, but I've never, I, I don't try to be, but I don't never like, areas are areas. I don't like, like, it is what it is. I don't want that word about it or think about it that much. I just think people are people are people. But and, was uh, it pretty bad? It wasn't a great area. Yeah, you wouldn't want to live there now. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't move there with Atlas, AC, and Nicole. I mean, and so we got out of the car and the next to our neighbor lady, she's like, are y'all with the city? And, you know, Dominique's like, what? She's like, you're supposed to paint my trailer. And, uh, you know, we're like, no, we're not with the city. And uh, it's just funny. We're taking a bunch of pictures. But it was, yeah, it was, it was um, you know, I always, I always, I mean, again, it, you know, movies that are based on true stories, you know, how much of it's true. If, you know, there's obviously some parts that are, you know, fictionalized for the movie. But I always just thought that was a really cool um, movie because, A, it seemed really real to me. And I think, you know, having grown up in, in that time frame 
and watching, you know, really what 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 he did, you know, and and talent wise, music wise, and kind of how he he changed some some stereotypes. It's pretty cool, you know. I just thought it was, but I'm a big Dr. Dre, so I'm just like I just I man grew up like that. Those guys are like they're awesome. I mean that, and I think he is one of the songs he talked about. You know, sometimes the only thing. You know, keeping the kid who's like sitting around looking at his room, keeping him from like feeling real bad about themselves is just the music that we're playing. And, you know, I remember being, you know, everybody goes through stuff in life, but I can remember being like, you know, not having the, the greatest time, greatest day, greatest life. And just you could, you can really lose yourself in some of those you songs. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And it was like, I don't know. It was just cool, man. So I was like, you know, it was uh, stuff that I kind of made sure I listened to for a long time as I got older and, and, uh, you know, I don't know, got me got me motivated, dude. You know, and the reality was that uh I always thought the way that movie that that way that thing ended was I just think that's the deal, dude. Like you that was our sales training. Not not the clip, but but our sales training was, you know, like, dude, if if you yank out I don't care if it's as simple as, you know, what they're thinking about why you've been there, or whatever, but if you're so raw and transparent you're hard to judge because you get nothing out of it. Like, I was to teach that the kids when we played ball. Like, who cares? Like, you are who you are. You're tall, you're short, you're heavy, you're not. The color of your skin is what the color of your skin is. Like, it is what it is, dude. And you can't let anybody – I said, but I'll tell you what, if you let people get in there, they'll never stop. They'll never stop. And that was – even early on, like, I'll use anything, any sport, basketball, baseball, football. We wanted to get the kids mortified as fast as possible. I mean, mortified meaning – playing up, playing against better competition. We wanted that to see how they re- would react before we started traveling all over the place, you know, and, and, um, and, and it was neat for me to watch. I mean, I, I, you know, I knew that not to, but I knew that about my son when he was young. I was like, he just doesn't give a, he doesn't, you know, and I was like, that's going to treat him very well in the future. He doesn't care. Like it, nobody, it doesn't get a, he doesn't, he don't respond to people. He, he'll do this, but he's not, it don't take him out of his game. And, uh, life, this has happened all the time in life. <clears throat> but if, if you don't genuinely don't give a rip, you know, who cares? You know, like, it is what it is. That's why I tended to share a lot of things with people. Like, I never pretended to be perfect. Like, I knew I was a train wreck. Like, okay, and how can I help you? You know what I mean? I remember, you know, we um, we would, and whether it was the agents with clients, I think, I think also when people know that you know who you are, it's very comforting to them. On some level, they're kind of like, all right, like he is who he is, dude. Like, or she is who she is, and it disarms that consistent. Them. Well, what are they going? There's nothing to judge when you don't care. Yeah. See, the judgment, the 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 control people have over you, and the fear you've had when you think about how they're going to react is you are genuinely concerned about what they're going to say or do. And I don't give a mother about any of it. The other interesting thing, though, is people are not actually thinking about you; they're thinking about themselves. Yeah, but I don't care anyway. Like say whatever you want. I don't doesn't dude, I'm not gonna live that way. I'm not gonna live yeah. in fear. You know, I'm just not over anything. Like it's like, you know, and I think growing up when I was real young, you know, it's funny, I would I went to this I don't know how old I was, twenty. I went to this gym that these guys opened. And uh they had grown up in the same town. My mother moved us to a much nicer town. We were older because she wanted us to go to a good school. And um you know, and we didn't. We would move from whatever place to whatever place, and you know, subsidized apartments and pay a couple hundred bucks a month, and and there weren't many affordable housing units in the town. So, like, you'd build a complex. The way it worked in Connecticut, you build a complex, and you'd say, okay, I have two hundred fifty units, 
but the, you get some federal grants, like if you would make so many affordable. So the, the town had like 30 affordable apartments. Like it was very, so you were very much in the minority if you lived in one. You just, there weren't many, you know. It wasn't like the place we lived before that. A lot of people were, were impoverished. And and I, I'll never forget, like, I was like, I can either fight what we don't have, like, and pretend that it's something it's not, or just be honest. So somebody's like, yo, you want me to come to your place tonight? So my buddy, you know, your buddies, right? You're in sixth, seventh, eighth grade. You're going to hang out with your buddies. You're going to play ball. And they're gonna, I'm like, and I didn't care, but I'm like, definitely, you know, like, if you sleep at my, first of all, don't say house. I don't have a house. You can come. <clears throat> There's a lot of people living there. You're not going to have your own bed. There's not. It's it's not. I'm, I'm just being honest with you. It is what it is. You know what I mean? And um, But I, I, I never allowed that to – I was never concerned about people thought about that. I was never concerned at all. Maybe too much so, but I never cared. And I think in business I was the same way. Like we had no business doing what we did early on. Who cares? And we carried ourselves like that. Like, dude, we're here. And I still think we do that. I think we have an edge. I think we – <clears throat> we're easy to hate because we do really well. I genuinely don't care at all. Like, and I'm not using you or most of the, most people are like, I wonder what he's, I don't care. Like we just said earlier, and I'm not being me like, shut the door. I'm like, I don't, don't care though. Like I've said plenty. I'm just trying to do the best I can. And, and I'm fallible. I'm going to make mistakes. Um, and you have no right to judge me. I think that's the key to that whole thing is, at the end of the day, it's like, here's all the stuff that's messed up about me. Who cares? Like, you still you don't possess the right to judge me. I'm not going to give you that control over my life. And most people as businessmen and women, they don't become successful, not because they don't have the talent to do it, not because they don't have the work ethic to do it, because they will get inside their own head with what everybody else around them is thinking, whether it's the time, the balance, kids, family, friends, mom and dad, what they think about themselves. I mean, think about how many times people say, well, it's just he's a self-sabotaging. Like, what is, dude, explain to me what it actually means. That just means that, you know, you are in a place in your life where you're letting other people tell you who you should or shouldn't be. And all these people that became very successful that I've read about, watched, dude, they just didn't let people do that. They they just genuinely didn't do it. I mean, it's, it's and when people do that, you know, I kind of, the, the ultimate to me ever was, you know, Kobe at the free throw line when I can't remember who it was. It's so inconsequential compared to Kobe was talking junk. And he's like, I'll shoot it with my eyes closed. And I'll bet you like, it was like what, 500 grand or something. He's like, I'll make the shot. Like, I'll close my eyes. Like, what do you want? Like, let's, like, dude, you can't mess. Did he though? You can't mess with that. He made, well, he, hey, he ended up saying I'll, like 500 grand, like on this one shot, I'm going to lose. On the like, court? Yeah, on the court during the game. And the guy just stopped talking, you know, but he just, he just trumped him. Like, dude, I'll do it. Like, I'll put more pressure on myself and still do it. Now he shot it with his eyes open, but he was like, you're going to miss it. He's like, okay, if I'm going to miss it, then bet me half a million dollars. I'll, I'll make it. Like, I could shoot some guys, but I'll shoot it right now my eyes open. Like, half a million dollars, let's do it. You and I, right now, half a million dollars, I'll make it. <laughs> I mean, it, you know, and, and, and the first part was like, first of all, half a million to Kobe was not a half a million to this guy. So that was part of the whole, like, you want to be an, you want to be an idiot? Let me, let me, let me teach you about the way this works. And the second part was, you know, like, I'm willing to put more pressure on me. And I think that's the thing for me. I always wanted to take pressure off of people and put it on myself because I, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't mean it doesn't exhaust me. But I'm like, if you were dealing with stuff, I'm like, let me take that away from you and let me handle it. And then we get growing in business and you get really late. It's like, well, now you can handle it. And you're like, hey, I'm like, dude, I didn't handle it. You all handle it. You're like, okay. And you're like, done. I handle it. No problem. Like, I don't care. It's easy. But, I think that's that's part of it. And I think in business, too, you have to understand that you're going to let people down. 
it's okay to do that. Like you're going to, you're going to make a decision just like in your family. You're going to go run on a Saturday when you don't want to. And you know what? Your kids are going to be mad. I made a decision a long time when my kids were not going to run my life. It got harder when they got older, not about business, about some other stuff. I just kind of was like, but the reality was I'm like, they're not running my life. I love them. My job is to protect them, provide for them, protect, provide, and love them. I'm going to do those three things either way. I'm going to protect, I'm going to provide, I'm going to love them. And I'm not going to do it in their terms because their terms may not allow me to protect, provide, and love them the way I want to. So, you know, that's, that's hard, but, like, it is what it is. And I think it's same thing with people in your business with. Or you, you're, you, you want to do something and Mark wants to do something else, and one of you, you're both really passionate about it, and the company can only do one thing. I'm going to let one of you down. I'm going to make a decision because I have to, and one of you is going to be let down. One of you is going to be upset. I'm going to have to live with the fact that one of you is upset. But if I go, I did the best I could, I go, hey, Andrew, I know you're mad about it, bro. I had to go in this direction. Here's why. I'm not going to lose sleep over it. I'm just not. And, and I think that that was our thing with clients. Like, if you'll share your story in some of it, as much as you want, all of it with your clients, you know, it, it's like, I always use that Tornowski as an example. Because, like, you know, why would you get in the business? Oh, everybody in my family is doctors. I want to be a doctor. Okay. And like forever for like, why did you, why does everybody in my family's doctor want to be a doctor? My dude, why didn't you want to be a doctor? Like explain to me. And you keep pushing me. It's like, my mom got cancer. Here's how old it was. I had to drive her to appointments, miss my lacrosse. My dad could never miss his job because it was his, like, that's the story. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the truth. That's the truth. Like, you would, why don't you just tell me? But he's so guarded with, because most people don't share anything. Mm-hmm. So he's guarded in general. And it's like, dude, that. Because that makes sense to me. Now, as you're, first of all, it's the truth, so share it. Second of all, like as you're recruiting me, dude, you think that doesn't like make me like you more? Talk to me. I, I, so I think it's the more we share with the people we work with, the more we talk about the dynamic. And I used to always talk about that with clients when they'd be like, "Do you want a drink?" I'd be like, "Where do I sleep? How much?" I would tell I me, mean, "I'd be like, how much booze you got? You got any cocaine? Like, do we get high? How do you do it? Like, smoke weed? What are you doing?" They'd be like, "We talking about like, I'm what about like, do you have any Advil?" <laughs> yeah, but cold and sinus. I know, right? That'd probably freak him out if I did that. That'd be even weirder than the cocaine question. I'd be like, why do you want that? Um, but I, I wanted them. I just was honest with it. And also, that stuff helped me hold me accountable. You know, like, it, it let I didn't pretend I wasn't, you know, I don't ever tell, I don't pretend that I'm not an alcoholic. I've never ever pretend I'm not. <laughs> or a drug addict. I've never, I've never pretended that I didn't like to do those things, do things a lot, and they controlled my life from the age of... 12 to 28. I've never pretended that that didn't happen. I, I didn't pretend I haven't been divorced twice from the same woman. I've never pretended that it, my life was perfect. I've never pretended that my childhood was something it wasn't. Either way, I've not pretended it was bad when it wasn't. You know, some people do that. I'm like, dude, you just like, just be you, dude. Like, we was doing a meeting the other day. And I'm like, anybody was raised by a millionaire, and this lady in the front row was like, and she wasn't, pret- she was only one, but it wasn't. There's probably other people that had. Definitely. Pay- there are other people in that room, they were sharp, that had been raised. And I wasn't doing to men, I wasn't, but they were like, what is the right answer, right? Do I say this? Do I not? And she was like, yeah, he asked, I answered. And she was the only one that was just like, yeah. Out of like 3,000. Out of like 3,000 people. And obviously, and I'm looking at the group, there were more people that came out of money in that group than that one person. But they, what they thought was, what answer does he want to give? What answer will most people give? And I don't want to be in the minority. If 2,900 of them say, don't raise their hands, I don't want to be one of 10 or 2,990. I don't want to be one of 10 that does. And that's what scares me about people is they're always thinking. And again, I do this every, every time you go to any meeting, Q&A. Who's at questions? The first, and I'll always give them. It takes you know 30 seconds, 40 seconds, two minutes. Like, dude. And then after that, one person does and breaks the ice, everybody has a question. 
It's like they watch one person ask a question. He didn't die. Why well, ask a question? Life's good. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? Like, why are we living this way? And I think that's what scares me is that that paralysis that we have because we're so worried about what everybody else thinks on a daily basis. And Andrew, you spend a lot of time with me. I don't give a damn what anybody thinks. I'm going to do the best. And by the way, I'm going to do the best I can. And, and you I, might be judged more than most people I know. I could care less. You care more about it than I do. You care more about me being judged than I do. Right? I mean, it's a fair statement. Probably. No, it's not even close. I don't care at all. So if you care yeah. at all, then you beat me. Like, I genuinely don't care because that's not your right as a human being. And that is biblical. Like, that's, dude, I don't pretend that the things I've done in my life that are not right, that somehow I'm not going to be judged for them. I'm just not going to be judged by you. I'm very well aware that I'm going to be judged. I live my life every day the best I can. I make plenty of mistakes. I live in where I need to live. I live in the pain if there are mistakes that I've made. Um, I'm accountable not to you, any of y'all. I love y'all. I'm accountable to God, and I ain't preaching to anybody. And there will be a judgment day. I am not going to – I told you that. I ain't going to roll up, and they're like, oh, he's in no matter what. Hey, I'm, have yeah. a seat. Have a seat. Like, have a seat, Mr. Mike. We're going to get to you. I'm not – I mean, there are people going to roll up there, and they're going to be like, boom. You know, Mark Mead's going to roll up there, and they're going to be like, get out of the way. And he's going to walk in. He gets to cut Him the and line. Robin are going to walk right to the they front of the line. The, they yeah. cut the line. Like, don't even know why they're in line. And they're going to bump into you and, and me. <laughs> and then I'm going to be over sitting over here, and you're going to be like, I hope they don't put me over next to Sean. I hope they don't put And then, boom, you have to sit next to me. And you're like, here we go. You know? But it, it – and, and I, I'm not remotely being flippant about it. I'm being honest. Like, the things that I've done in my life that are mistakes, I can't undo them. So why live in it? I, I can't undo it. I, I don't. But how did you do that? Because most people can't do that. Um, you know, life is short enough and hard enough, and I don't want to. I watched people that were successful both personally and professionally do that. I learned from them. Um, again, I do read the Bible every day, dude, and I don't read any other books, and the Bible's real, and it's scary. In a good way, but that scares me. People thinking about when I'm talking don't scare me. That scares me. And um, and I think that it's pretty clear, too, that, you know, I'm not going to quote Scripture. I'm trying to get better at it. But, you know, but then I know a lot of people that quote Scripture and don't live by it at all, and they just judge everybody. But I, um, you know, man, I, I, I watched people struggle in life. I watched my mom consumed with everybody thought. Everybody. Like... What do they think about me? What are they going to say? What do they think about us? I'm like, dude, who cares what they think about us? You know, they think, they think we're poor. You know what? They're right. But it doesn't make us any, we're not, they think the car may not start. And they're right. <laughs> they think that I have soccer cleats on, it's football season. They're right. They think I walk home from practice because you have three jobs. They're right. <laughs> like, who cares? I don't, you know, what's on my brother would be like, do you, do you get on call? I'm like, dude, you're going to bring a girl over. You're going to bring a girl over. It's where we live. Like, you want to pretend you like you're rich? That's up to you, dude. But I wouldn't have been embarrassed either way. Like, if we ha my parents had money or if I was with my, my mom and dad raised me, I wouldn't have pretended like it was something it wasn't. Like, I would just been like, I don't know. I wouldn't. wouldn't I'm going to spend a lot of time on my buddy Mike Glett's house because his mom had a really nice house and it was super clean and they had stuff. They had a pool. Like, it was cool, man. He had nice clothes. So I'm like, yo, like, he's like, yeah, whatever you want to wear. I was like, dude, this is great. And I'd spend, like, months there at a time. 
but I wasn't going to be consumed, Andrew. And I think that's why capitalism, the irony is capitalism works for many reasons. And I'm a, I'm a capitalist, but it works for many reasons. But I think one of the biggest um, variables that we probably could measure is if you took the people that never choose to take a chance to change their financial situation, I think if you were rating them on their concern for being judged, they'd be like an eight, nine, or ten, all of them. And the ones that went and ripped it, they'd be like a zero, one, and two. Yeah, they don't care. You and when they don't care, you can't mess with them, dude. It's when you see people and you can't get in their head, it's hard. So you can't screw with them. Yeah. You know, and the mind's a powerful thing, dude. Think about how many times you've thought about something that you can't control for an extended period of time. You've actually made it worse. And then you have think you, it's have worse. Have you done that? I used to do it. Like how long ago? Um, I used to do it consistently years ago. And I think when we started the company, I changed that. I still did it on occasion. But I just think, I, I, you know, and Andrew... That's a great question because I, I didn't want to let everybody down. So I was like, dude, if I get caught up in like in my emotions or, you know, in my feelings, as my daughter would say, I um I can't be of any service to anybody. I can't be any good to anybody. So and I just thought like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I remember being in a police academy as four and a half months. I made like four four months and like one week and like two days where they were like, You're crazy. This is not getting a real badge, a real gun. And, um, and I, but I remember them talking about in one of the classes about how, like, if in this job, if you can't keep your emotions out of it, your personal, like the, the consequences are deadly, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, and that was real. I listen, I'm not remotely comparing what we do, but I thought, you know what, dude, every job, those consequences are pretty severe if you can't do that. And, uh. I remember reading something. We were like in the first year in business, and uh, it just talked about taking all your stuff, putting it in a box somewhere. It ain't going nowhere. You can't live in it, and you'll deal with it one day. And, and dude, you know, maybe, one, maybe 30, 40, 50 years from now, I'll think about it. Maybe not, but I don't think I'm going to. I'm just going to keep it moving, dude. And uh, I think it was survival. Had we lived like that, we had so much to lose that I just couldn't allow myself. So you just to turned be, it off one day? Turned it off. And you were how old? Dude, 40. And before that, you would I wouldn't I wouldn't enmeshed in it, but I would think about it. You'd let stuff bother you. Mm-hmm. More than I ever do now. Which now you might go like that's not even really doesn't even count cuz I'm much worse, but I I would think about it. I didn't care what people thought about me. That I never cared. Never never and i went the other way like if i thought you were already going to hate me i'd be go out of my way to be more of an idiot like if you didn't like it i'd continue to do it more once i knew you didn't like it it was over baseball football basketball business walking down the street once i knew this bothered you dude i wasn't going to stop because i wanted that control over you and it's not right but i guess i didn't have control of myself so i wanted it over you and if i could get inside your head and run around there all day. Unless we used to always say, like, he's in his head. You're running around, bro. He's in his head. The wheels are falling off the bus. They're falling apart. Look at them. And just, you just keep doing it. But I also realize life's a lot easier when, when you don't perseverate about it. Because why go to bed thinking about what you can't control? Yeah. You know, so somebody said something. Okay. Like, and? It's true or not true? Who cares? I don't care. Like, I'm going to keep it moving, dude. So, and I think that's what people finally learn. Like, I'm not going to live with that kind of fear. Like, you know what? I don't care. I don't care.
So I don't know, dude. It just worked. That's cool, man. Well, thank you for sharing. I, I enjoyed this, and uh, I think it's going to help a lot of people. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll see you guys next week, Saturday morning, 8 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. See you guys. Thanks, man.